Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back with Ayers on the Road. We are so excited to be with you today in this season of Thanksgiving. We're kind of stuck. We're kind of addicted. We're kind of obsessed with Thanksgiving. And, and well, we should be because, as we mentioned on the last, we we're just going to do one show on Thanksgiving at the start of each month. But in November, we just can't tear ourselves away from it. And we've got some real reasons for that that we're going to explain to you today. But um, um, I have to say that we're over our heads in Thanksgiving this year because <laughs> we, are. <laughs> we are all converging in Arizona on our daughter Shawnee and her husband David and their kids for Thanksgiving. And they have the craziest Thanksgiving imaginable. Oh boy, do they ever. They have what they, for 10 years now, they've sponsored something called a turkey trot. And it is so fun to see. Um, what they have done with it. They started out with just a few people, um, you know, just running for a good cause. And it turned out that the good cause is double. They run for um, brain food, which is feeds the whole Phoenix Valley, these children that are hungry. And they run for families fighting blindness, which is a organization for um, the syndrome that our granddaughter Lucy has. Many of you know we have a, a granddaughter, sweet Lucy, who's losing her vision. And boy, Shawnee and Dave have just done this incredible turkey trot. I won't even tell you how much money they raised, but they, they have an entire shopping mall, a big one, that they, they have for Thanksgiving Day, and they run the 5k and they just do all kinds of activities and they raise a lot of money for really really good causes so whenever we go down there for thanksgiving time we get put to work we're glad we're going there to try to help but this year on top of that they have the ceiling the temple ceiling of their oldest daughter ellie who I had the privilege of performing the marriage right. a while ago during COVID, and now they're able to get sealed in the temple. Those of you who know what that means, it After takes all. takes a marriage from time and all eternity to, or excuse me, from till death do us part, to something much, much bigger for time and all eternity. So well, they've got that the day after Thanksgiving. They do, and it's one of the after effects of COVID because they got accepted in medical school and left, and there was no temple there, and family could not get together. Those These poor kids, they've canceled two receptions <laughs> and three showers, wedding showers. One was a drive-by shower, which they had to cancel because somebody in their house had been exposed to COVID. <laughs> no one would even drive and, by. Uh, no one would. They didn't even want anybody driving by. And honestly, it is an amazing thing what uh, the turmoil that this crazy COVID thing has created everywhere in everybody's lives. But so this one is going to be special. We're leaving. Uh, the. I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if someday Thanksgiving was this calm, tranquil holiday of peace and plenty and <laughs> and. You know, everyone was relaxed. Twelve people around the table. So everybody is converging in Arizona. Yeah, so we have our... 57 because, of course, the groom's family is coming, too. Right. And trying to find... The people are going to be sleeping all over the floor. I mean, you can't find Airbnbs. You can't find rental cars. 
but we're doing it and it's going to be so and you know when that's okay it, because it's going to be so you know i love the fact that we're we're gathering on our favorite holiday i mean i don't don't misunderstand i love christmas but as we said a couple of weeks ago on the show it's kind of a wonderful sequence and in my mind thanksgiving is the the very core of it the very center of it we mentioned that it's this end of the year two four holidays you know beginning with halloween this crazy thing and then and then going into the beauty of thanksgiving which prepares all of us if we do it right for for christmas which in turn gets us ready for for new year's eve and the, the new year that's coming but i i like to say thanksgiving is what carries us from the hell of halloween to the heaven of christmas <laughs> <laughs> well and i i have to say that this granddaughter who has formerly been called Ellie, but her real name is Wellesley, and now she's going uh, as Wellesley. <laughs> Wellesley is such an amazing person. She's decided that she doesn't really want a reception after all that hullabaloo. So we're having an 80s prom night in the back garden of the Pothiers, and it's going to be, everybody's supposed to wear those big puffy bows and wild ratted hair and everything, and we're going to dance um, under a ball, you know, one of those balls uh, in the backyard. <laughs> oh, are we going to have one of those flashing balls yes, going around? Wow. Yes, it's going to be and, so and fun. And dressing up in 80s clothes is no problem for old people like us. We've still got our 80s clothes oh, in the closet. No, speak I for do. yourself. Speak I have this, this pinstripe, double-breasted sort of gangster suit. It's going to be perfect. <laughs> I don't a, need to get anything. No. I found a dress at Savers that is unbelievable. <laughs> the shoulder pads... And the problem is they go about four inches past my shoulder. They're so huge with all this decoration, and um, I'm going to have to figure out a way to <laughs> pin it together to make it work. But it is going to be so fun. It'll be a great celebration. It's going to be great. And the best part of it is it really is celebrating our very, very favorite holiday of Thanksgiving. And, and the reason we're in, one reason we're devoting basically Ayers on the Road all all of November to Thanksgiving is because we want you to join us in this challenge. I, I started off calling it the Thanksgiving challenge, recording in a gratitude journal every day for the entire coming year. And I've started calling it instead a, a happiness, or a Thanksgiving experiment. And it's really a happiness experiment because we are convinced and have written a whole book on this concept that you know, Thanksgiving's not just a pathway to happiness or one way of accentuating happiness. Thanksgiving is happiness in its most obtainable form. You can deliberately, you know, people like to say, oh, you can't pursue happiness. Happiness is a byproduct of all the other things you do. And if you pursue happiness, you become hedonistic or you, you, you never find it and so on. But I, I beg to disagree. You, what you do is you accentuate your thanksgiving. You tune yourself into gratitude. You make gratitude a practice and a habit and an atmosphere of your life. And as you do that, that is happiness in its most obtainable form. So we're excited about this. And, we're, and, and the challenge, just to remind you, you who listen every week and you who don't, 
The challenge for November is to write down 10 things every evening that you're thankful for. A lot of times they'll come from what's happened to you that day. And then in December, we're going to give you a little different challenge, still to record in a thankful journal, in a gratitude journal, but in a little different way with the emphasis on Christ and on Christmas. So, and, and then January will be a little different twist. And we want you to stay with us this whole year. I'm proud to report so far to you, Linda, and to all you listeners, I have written down my 10 things every day in November. I'm, I, might, I might share uh, a day from, and maybe you will too in the yeah, show. Yeah, it'd be fun. Um, I have also, and I have to say I had to catch up on a couple of days, but um, it's really not hard, especially if you do it on that day, because yeah. you're so grateful for those things that in your life that have just been a moment of joy or a little yeah it's it's a way to review your day in a in a grateful way and you know we we often that we've told before about our tradition on thanksgiving where we just try to make a list of a thousand things everybody's contributing while the turkey's cooking we're trying to list everything we're grateful for and that's that's a lot of fun but you're you're really stretching you're like you know light switches and doorknobs and uh, ice machines and you're looking around the room and you're you're finding all these little things you're thankful for and that's great but when you do it daily as we're challenging ourselves and you to do it almost always reflects what's happened to you that day and that you can always find 10 things that are current from that very day that you really are thankful for. Yeah, it can be one word or it can be a thought that you had. And it just occurred to me that it's so easy to take things for granted. And when you think about it, write it down, it really makes a difference. Like, I'm grateful for BYU Radio today. I mean, we've been doing this for so many years, but it does give us a chance to... Uh, express our feelings every week. We're so grateful for Josh, who is our producer, and we're so thankful for this opportunity to talk to you. So going well, forward. I'm, I'm just going to give you an example right now. I'm looking in my little gratitude journal, and sometimes the gratitude is really dramatic, like it was yesterday. And and sometimes it's pretty pretty blasé and pretty normal, pretty pretty ordinary, like it was the day before. So let me just give you a quick example, and and I'm going to read the list, and I'm going to tell you what happened to us yesterday, because yesterday was a pretty dramatic day. Um, Here's my list. Hospitals and the humor that can sometimes exist there. Um, Anesthesia. I'm not going to tell you yet why why it was, but I'm very grateful for anesthesia yesterday. Uh, Prayers. Um, Dr. DeMille. I'll tell you who he is in a minute. Um, Apparently perfect outcomes. Uh, A symphony lens to go to the symphony tomorrow. I'll explain that in a minute. Bright clarity of color at the Van Gogh experience. Number eight, sharing sight joy with my three daughters. Number nine, seeing more than I've seen at a jazz game for many years. Number 10, um, a peaceful feeling that all is well. Now, those are some pretty big things. So you probably figured out that yesterday I had cataract surgery on my right eye. And um, it went wonderfully. And 
I really, really enjoyed and appreciated this doctor who performed it. I appreciated all those who prayed for me going into this little surgery. I appreciated that uh, by last night, even though I had the surgery only yesterday morning, just by chance, we didn't plan it this way, but we went to this immersive Vincent van Gogh experience where you're in a big room and all around you on big screens, you're seeing the paintings of Vincent van Gogh. And here I am with my newly restored uh, cataract replacement lens in my right eye, and I'm closing my, my left eye and I'm seeing colors and vividness and sharpness and clarity. This is not meant to be an advertisement for <laughs> cataract replacement, but I'm telling you, I was, I, I felt a little strange. I was euphoric. Yes, I was, you I was, were. I'd closed the, the I, eye and looked through the other eye. It hasn't been done yet. And those colors were gray. They were dim. They were, uh, they were, they were blurry to some extent. And I'm thinking, this is the gift of sight. I mean, yeah, my bottom line is yesterday was not a hard day to be grateful <laughs> or to find 10 things I was grateful for. I was, I was, I was euphoric in, in gratitude all day yesterday. Well, and I think it was so interesting because you should know that Richard is colorblind. Yeah. And so he sees color, but it's just different. I'm not sure the they're the right colors. <laughs> yeah, but um, I bought him colorblind glasses, and he sees things a little differently. But this was astonishing. I mean, and, and his eye was all dilated. One of his eyes looked really weird with one great big um, pupil, and that's, that's another reason because it let all that light and color in. Right. And maybe it won't be that dramatic when it goes down, but... It was astonishing. He was just walking around in awe, seeing everything that was there. And we're going to take a break. Well, let, let me just illustrate that point quickly, though, because the day before was a much more ordinary day. And on my list were things like Amor Tolls, who's the author of a book I'm reading, and uh, a book club that we have. I listed that a, a clear view, a clear, vivid sky. Um, a person that we met yesterday, I put their name down, um, uh, little things, you know, just little things, daily things. And that's a more normal day, but you can always find 10 and they're always good and it's always good for you to do. So like you say, Linda, we're going to take a little break and then we're going to get even deeper into what I'm starting to think of as the art Keep that phrase in mind during this break, the art of thanksgiving. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back talking about a really incredible way to be thankful. <laughs> and an, an interesting things that happen when you start really thinking about how grateful you are. And this, the whole thing with your eyes was so amazing. And then you should tell them about what happened when you went to the doctor this morning. Yeah, I went for my, my checkup, but let me, let me, let's both give you a little background leading up to what happened today. Um, this has been a week of art for us. Not only did we do this Van Gogh ex, uh, experience the other night, but we we have a study group that met at an incredibly lovely fine art and antique gallery 
that's right here in downtown Salt Lake City where we spend part of our time. And it's called Anthony's Fine Art and Antiques. And Micah uh, who, Christensen, who is the, the proprietor, uh, and who's a marvelous guy who has a PhD in art history from London University and who actually earned money for a time by, by relocating, um, works of old masters that, that had been stolen from the Prada and even some that had been taken, uh, there's a society, believe it or not, called, um, the Holocaust Recovery Art Society, and, and Micah would find these these masterworks and return them to the museums. Anyway, very interesting guy, talking about art and about the power and beauty of art. And it's just been kind of, it's sort of become a theme of this whole week. So you liked when I went back today to the, the doctor, right? Oh, I <laughs> love that because... <laughs> He and a doctor, I mean, when we saw him yesterday, we said, oh, well, we're going to the jazz game tonight. And We didn't tell him we were also going to the Picasso or to he, the... No, we didn't tell him about that, but he go. said, well, I'm going to the jazz game too. And then today, when he went, he told him about this um, thing with Van Gogh, and and he told you the most incredible story. Yeah, I said to the doctor, you, you, you should have all your patients go and see... Van Gogh art exhibit right after they have their cataract replaced because they will not believe how vivid the colors are and so on. And he said, well, <laughs> he said, sometimes it's too much. He told me about one patient who he'd, he'd replaced her lens and she came in and said, I'm going to sue you because you, something about the way you did surgery really messed up my face. I've got all these wrinkles now. And he's like, that's because you can see better. No, no, I know you did this to me. <laughs> and, and, and the daughter was with him, and he says, "You got to help me on this." He says, no, no, I'm nope. I'm backing off. She's determined, and uh, it was so funny. But the most astonishing thing he told you was about yeah. these artists yeah, yeah. who didn't have access to cataract surgery. All of them. Everyone has had a cataract since they get older. Yeah, yeah. He but, said Van Gogh, for example, is one who. Many people surmise that he had extremely bad cataracts later in his life and several other artists and they, they lost their sense of color and they started to change the way they painted, the way they painted. He said, particularly Picasso, who got older and just started using these incredibly wild, bright colors because that's the only color he could see. You know, he'd lost right. his, his eyes were growing dim and, and, uh, so it changes art. I mean, isn't that an interesting it's thing? It's so interesting when you think about Van Gogh. He does not do tiny little details like, uh, well, some of his, maybe the early Maybe works. early, yeah. But it is amazing to think about that because my grandmother sat on the side of a bed blind for years because she didn't dare have cataract yeah, surgery. And this yeah. is 65 years ago. Her sister had surgery and they'd ruined her eyes. And then her eyes, she was blind anyway, yeah, so I don't yeah. get that. But anyway... It really is amazing as a miracle what we can do with the medical world. Well, and I love doctors who, ophthalmologists who go into third world countries and do, you know, multiple cataract operations ten, every 10 minutes. And these are people who are coming into these rural clinics in, in Honduras or in 
You know, well, uh, India. India. Remember the guy we saw in yeah, India? Yeah, and they're completely blind from cataracts. Oh, my goodness. This guy had, we, we were in a leprosy colony, yeah. and they're not allowed to go to have any medical care because they're the untouchables. Yeah, yeah. And the doctor there just went and took this sweet man who was hovering over us the day we were there. Yeah. And hugging the doctor that we were working with. You can see And why. then afterwards he said, this doctor took me to the hospital and said, you take those cataracts off of this eye, these eyes. And he said, I went home and saw my family and my children and my yeah. house for the first time in it, 20 it's years. It's truly a miracle. The people who really lost their sight with a big thick cataract. And 10 minutes later, they see the world for the first right, time in right. decades, perhaps. So it's amazing. Pretty amazing. But while we're on that beauty theme just a little longer, I just... Uh, I mean, you know, part of the gratitude we have, obviously, is for our our senses, right? Our not only our sense of sight, but of sound and of taste and and of, of hearing and of touch. I mean, these are such fabulous blessings, and they are what allow us to be thankful for a whole range of other things that we that we use our senses to perceive, and and beauty of all kinds. And in this study group discussion, we were focused on that. And I, I remembered a quote I hadn't thought of for years, although I've always loved it, from Keats. And it, it's, a, it's a mysterious quote in a way. I want you to ponder it. You were listening. Keats said this, Truth is beauty. Beauty is truth. That is all we know on earth and all we need to know. <laughs> now, that's a challenging wow. statement all we need to know. In other words, and, and that was part of our discussion the other night, that, that truth really has a beauty to it. And, and beauty speaks to you with the truth. And one way to distinguish even good from evil is, is its beauty, not, not in the physical sense, but in the emotional sense. That's our, that's our power of discernment, is that truth is beauty. Well, but when you say that's all we need to know, that all is a lot. Well, but I mean, that's <laughs> what not, makes it such a challenging it is, quote. It is. But gratitude, what a, what a thing, Linda. Let's, let's just, uh, let's read a couple more little quotes that we, that we really like on gratitude. So this is from Diane Burke, Ph.D., Clearly, one of the major obstacles to our experience of gratitude is the habit we have of sleepwalking through life. The truth is that we are never lacking for blessings in our lives, and we are often lacking in awareness and recognition of them. That's kind of what we want to dwell on here for a minute today, is that um, there's, a, there's a thing that we often sort of just brush over or we say, oh, it's kind of a human tendency and we all have it and there's not much we can do about it. And we don't realize that this is an insidious thing and it robs us of joy. It robs us of peace. It robs us of happiness. And here's what it is. And it'll sound pretty innocuous and unimportant to you, but it's incredibly important. The villain, the problem is that we take things for granted. Mm. Taking things for granted, we would propose, is the precise opposite of gratitude. It's just say, well, yeah, I've got this. Well, yeah, I got, well, yeah, it's a pretty day. Well, yeah, it's nice. I mean, well, yeah, I'm glad I live in this country. Well, I'm glad I have freedom. 
And we, we, we start taking these incredible blessings. And it's really on my mind now because I, I you know, I, we take sight for granted. We take our ears for granted. We take the, the blessings of our life. We take them for granted and we shouldn't. We should not. In fact, <clears throat> I, I, I think even though we love each other. We take each other for granted. Yeah, exactly. That's the worst thing of all, taking people for granted. Yeah, and the our beautiful children, the things they do, even even though annoying things happen and so on, it really is so important to turn it around when you start having a negative thought about something. Turn it to gratitude, and it really helps. In fact, doing this little exercise has really helped me. When I wake up in the morning, instead of thinking, Oh, what do I have to do today? And there's a yeah, lot. We've yeah. been doing a the lot burdens of, stuff. of the day, the duties the of, of the, the day, day, the problems of the day. I just open my the eyes aches and think, pains of the day. I just open my eyes and think, what am I grateful for today? Before I even open my eyes, oh my goodness, this is going to be a great day. And you know, there are things that happen, but it changes my whole outlook on the day. Yeah. It really is so important not to take things for granted and to remember how grateful we are. Well, that's another way to state this gratitude challenge that we're inviting all of you to participate in with us or this gratitude experiment is it is it is what we're really doing is we're we're fighting against the human tendency to take things for granted. We're fighting against that. And it happens, I mean, one way to think about it is when when you have a problem, like when you wake up and you've got a pain in your in your side or you you've got a sore throat or you you something isn't right you get pretty intense and you're why is this happening why did this happen to me or you're so aware of that problem and wouldn't it be nice if on another day you wake up and say you know i don't have a pain in my side i i feel pretty good today i and, and just start inventorying all the things that are good that day i mean here's an it's a weird thing that just occurred to me linda i mean what if, what if we had an opposite challenge? What if every day before you go to bed, you write down 10 things that irritate you or 10, 10 problems you have or 10 little aches and pains you have? I mean, you could magnify those. Right. And, and some people, I think, could actually it would be easier for them to list those than the things they're grateful for because, and I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but, but, but the point is, what we seek to emphasize in our minds is what we notice, right? Right, And, and exactly. so when you stop being grateful or you stop focusing on the things you're grateful for, there's plenty of other stuff that'll crowd in. And a lot of it won't even come in at all. It'll just be a neutral thing. It's almost like the neutral's the worst. It's just taking for granted. Yeah. We're, right. not, we're not complaining, but we're also not being grateful. We're just taking everything for granted. I know. And you can't be a little... You know, grateful body walking around all the time. Yeah, you can. <laughs> but <laughs> you, you, and you can do that. But you know, stuff happens, and things you know that are hard happen in your life. But I think anytime you can turn that around and say, "But, but the, what am I learning from this? What am I learning from this?" Yeah. and be grateful for that. And you end up being grateful even for the adversity. That's right. the point. Right. In fact, yeah. adversity is one of the greatest teachers in the world. So, 
So um, again, I'm just going to, we're, we're, Linda and Richard are now renewing their challenge to you. Some of you may be getting a little tired of it. We'll move on to other things in December, but we challenge you to write down, get a gratitude journal and do it in a notebook, anything you want, but write down 10 things you're grateful for that day and join us in this challenge. Do it the rest of November and then you'll be on board. This is addictive. If you do it until then, you'll be with us for December when we change up the challenge just a little bit. <laughs> and remember how family-centered this is. Right, exactly. I just have to give a little shout out to all of you who are listening. It is so delightful to meet somebody once in a while who says, I listen to your podcast every weekend. So this is a shout out to Allison this week who said, I listen to your your um, your podcast every week. We appreciate those of you who, not every week, but I mean, those of you who tune in and we're, we feel like you're our friends and we are grateful for you. We really are. So, And, and we'll renew our pledge to you that what this podcast is really about is families and family relationships. And so we hope everything we talk about it, particularly today on gratitude, that you'll practice it with your family, Turn with your, your spouse, if you're married, with your children, if you have children, with your parents, and really with anyone who is including cousins and others because family is where it's at and with that we'll say we'll see you next time on Myers on the road bye bye <laughs> <laughs>